This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise God. I really believe you need to pray before you start anything out in your day. Amen? Amen. And a praying church is a powerful church. Amen? Amen? So a praying Christian is a powerful Christian. Amen? So we're in a series called, uh, uh, what is it called? <laughs> Gifts and Callings. That's it. Gifts and Callings. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Gifts and Callings. And uh, it's been a long series, but it's been good. And uh, so we have a, our primary scripture that we've been going with is in Romans eleven twenty nine, And I'm reading out of the Amplified. And it says, for the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. For he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those, those to whom he gives his grace, whom to whom he sends his call. And so we discovered in our series that, you know, God does call the five, you know, there's a fivefold ministry uh, uh, to build the body of believers up. And we know that's the pastor. And most people know it's the pastor and the evangelist. And then you got te- a teacher like Joyce Meyer. She's a teacher um, in the body of Christ. And then... Then you have, you know, apostles, which are missionaries, people that, that set up churches. And, um, and then you have prophets. And these are people that are given a prophetic word um, in what's going on today. Amen. And, and a pastor can kind of operate in a lot of different giftings. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like a, uh, as a pa- pa- most pastors, they're like jack of all trades. They can operate in, in a lot of different giftings. But uh, as a pastor, my main job is to pastor you and to pray for you and to, uh, you know, to help you in your journey and your walk with Christ. Amen. And so I want everybody when they stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, I want everybody to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of, my, in the, joy of the Lord. And uh, so that's my goal, is to get you on that track to where you're walking in the blessings of the Lord. And, uh, you know, uh, the blessings of God, just, it just doesn't fall on us. You know, just when we get we get saved. But we, there's a process in walking in the blessings of God. And and we got to realize that there's things that God has already done, but there's things that God expects us to do. So, you know, I like to say there's a God part and then there's a man part and God will do his part. And, and he has done his part by sending Jesus. But we got to do our part by receiving Christ. And then we got to do our part after receiving Christ following Christ. Amen. And so we got to learn to follow God. Look at your name and say, learn to follow God. In other words, we got to learn to follow the peace factor. In other words, we follow peace and, um, and not comfort because sometimes we want to be comfortable, but, but we follow the peace of God in our life. And sometimes the peace of God will cause us to be uncomfortable at times. Amen. So we we serve a gospel of commitment and not just comfort. Amen. Or or not comfort. And so uh, it says here that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, which means that God has gifted everybody. So we we're, we're not all fivefold ministers and God doesn't call everybody to be up on the platform. And but but God does call each one of us and we all have a ministry. Look at your neighbor. Say you have a ministry. So every one of us has a ministry and, and you got to get into uh, an understanding of what that ministry is. And, and a lot of times it's the giftings that God has placed on you and it's some, some of your passions and whatever your passions might be. It might be music. It, it, it could be, you know, uh, uh, helping people, doing things like that. So, so I like this in Ephesians 4, 1 and 4, we discovered here, it says here, G, uh, Paul is preaching to the church of Ephesus. He says, therefore, I, the prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. So each one of us have been called by God. And, and where you're at today doesn't mean that's where you're going to end up. Amen. In other words, I really believe that God wants to raise us up and we should be moving forward in our faith in, in Christ. I, I used to be an usher at one time. Amen. And and I used to usher. I used to teach in the children's classrooms at one time. And I, I, I did different things 
in, in the church. But, you know, I never knew that God was calling me to be a pastor. But I just stayed faithful in the little. And when I, I just stayed faithful in doing it, I worked back there in the sound system. So I, I probably did about every job in the church. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm well-rounded. Amen? And so I, well, hopefully not too well-rounded. Okay. But, uh, uh, but I understand what it's like to work back there. So I, I, I have an understanding of what it's like to be a helper in the church. That's why I try to walk in love towards my helpers. Amen. And, uh, and so that gives me a broad understanding. I, one of my prayers when I pray, I ask God to give me wisdom, give me an understanding heart, give me favor, and give me anointing. And so those are the four things I ask God almost every day. Give me favor with people. Amen. And so, especially with my wife. Amen. And, uh, and I like this because we're in the last days and we've, and, and we know that, that we're in the la- how many people believe we're in the last of the last days? And we are, I mean, you look around, it's really dark out here. There's a lot of bad things happening out here, but you know what? We don't need to get caught up in all those bad things. We don't need to focus on that. There are, there are some good things happening. And people are getting saved and people are getting healed. The devil's doing some things, but God is doing some things as well. The devil's trying, you know, the devil's trying to just be a little louder than and, and he makes a lot of noise. And, and, but, but, but God is doing a lot of things, too. You know, there's probably 99 percent of the people that catch uh, the coronavirus. I, I believe the numbers are 99. It might be 99.5 are going through it and coming out great on the other side. Amen. So so there's a lot of people that are being delivered and healed even through the virus. More people are, are making it through the virus than dying. Do you believe that today? So God is doing some things. God is sustaining people and helping people. Amen. So, so Jesus is with his disciples. And, uh, and his disciples asked Jesus, you know, when, is, when are you going to set up your earthly kingdom? When are you going to come down? And, and Jesus says, um, and he talks about the last days. In Matthew 24, it says in verse 10 through 14, and then many will be offended. Will, and many will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And, th- you know, he says lawlessness will abound. The love of many will grow cold. And what he's saying here is that that not particularly lawlessness in the church or in the Christian's life. It's just that when the Christian is seeing all this lawlessness, we can get hard. About what's going on in this world. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Our hearts can grow cold. We can put our, put our uh, walls up and we can just say, well, I'm just going to just protect me and my family, us four and no more. And we can have a tendency to, to, to be uh, more focused on self-preservation. Amen. But God doesn't want us to be like that. God wants us not just looking out for ourselves. Amen. He wants us looking out for others. And so it says here that many, uh, it says that, that people's hearts will grow cold because the lawless of many will be out. In other words, people, a lot of people out there are doing a lot of stupid things Amen. and it can make us mad. Amen. Anybody get angry with some of the dumb things people are doing and, 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 and they're all, you know, they're burning down buildings and saying that that's just, and they're, 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 you know, hurting people's businesses and saying it's a just cause. It's never a just cause to burn down a building to make a point Amen. or to run an airplane into a building to make it into heaven and have 72 virgins. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying today. So, so, so in, in other words, when our love turns into lust, or it turns into hate and anger and resentment and bitterness and a re- and revengeful attitude, then we're not walking in the spirit of God. Amen. And we got to be very careful that we're not becoming like those that are acting like the devil. I don't want to be like the other guy. I want to be like the Lord. Amen. And so we see this and there's two dynamics happening. He says, he says here, uh, let me finish this. 
And but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And it says in the gospel, verse 14, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So so there's two dynamics happening. There's there. There's Christians that are in the offended group and they're falling out of church. They're getting offended with one another. And I don't want to be in the offended group. Amen. I want to be in love and the unity group. Amen. And then uh, then there's another dynamic. There's a harvest that God's going to draw in at the end. And I believe that there's great revival coming. Amen. To this uh, uh, great United States. I believe revival's coming to your family. I believe revival's coming. We're 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 on the brink. We're on the edge of revival. Do you believe that today? And, and, And I think what it is, is that. Um, with everything's happening and with, with, you know, our freedoms, uh, seem like they're not, they're, they, they seem to be getting less and less than every day in the United States. Um, it should drive us to our knees. It should drive us to prayer. It should drive us to fasting. In other words, we need to be seeking God. Amen. Amen. And so, so whenever the pressure comes on, Hopefully, when the pressure comes on in our life, it should push us closer to God. Am I talking to anybody today? Because, you know, a lot of times when it's easy and everything's going well, who needs to pray? Right? <laughs> who needs to go to church? Everything's good. Right. Who needs to get any word from the Lord? Right. Because everything because we have a tendency to relax, you know, our walk with Christ. Isn't that right? And we start relaxing our and, and what happens when a problem comes our way, then we start getting into our prayer closet and we start. Oh, yeah. But when it, when all the kids are doing well and everybody's following God and everybody's healthy, it's easy just to get relaxed. But, you know, Peter says, stay vigilant for your adversary. The devil is is looking whom he may devour. He's looking for those that he can take advantage of. Okay, so we got to we in other words, we need to stay awake in the last days. So so I'm going to talk to you about we're called to be an influence or called to be a witness for Christ. So everything that we do um, should reflect the glory of God in our lives. Amen. So everything we do. So 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 we need to make sure that we're not allowing discouragement to cause us to to. Um, get upset with the Lord and to back off the things of God. We got to be very careful that we not we're not allowing distractions to come in and to distract us from what God wants us to do, because the enemy will get us distracted. Amen. And we got to be very careful that we're not allowing offense to divide us or to get us from um, being close to one another. Amen. And so we got to be very careful that that the enemy is not doing these things in our lives uh, to keep us from being uh, uh, fruitful. Amen. Because, you know, Jesus said, I've called that you, you know, he said it this way. Jesus said it this way. You did not um, ask, you did not call me, but I've called you and I called you that you may bear good fruit. Amen. In other words, in other words, when Jesus uh, drew us by his spirit, he's the one that came knocking on our door. Amen. We're not smart enough to knock on God's door. So, so Jesus knocked on our door and thank God that we had a heart to open that door for him to come in. Amen. So, so there is a harvest of lost people and I believe even backsliders that's going to come back into the kingdom of God, you know, um, uh, in the last days, we're going to be praying for them. Amen. So, so Jesus uh, wants us to be a representation of him. Amen. And so I like what it says in Matthew. It says, you are the light of the world. And in Matthew 5, 14, 16, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So, so. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, the enemy wants us to be so focused on ourselves. We forget that we're supposed to be a light to a dark to this dark world that we're in. And sometimes we can get so busy um, doing our own thing that we forget that we that we are called to be a witness for Christ. And we're called to be influencers. 
look at your name and say, you're called to be an influencer. And we're called to influence people to get closer to God. Amen. And, you know, I, I go in waves. Sometimes I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm living my life and I'm just, I get caught up doing my own thing. And I, forgot, I forget about people out here that don't know Christ. So I'm out there doing my own thing, but I'm not really actively engaging in trying to, you know, uh, connect people to God. And then other times I'll watch maybe a video, uh, maybe a Todd White video. I get excited for a few days and I go out witnessing. Or I start talking to people about the Lord. And then I get busy back doing my thing. But we need, you know, we can do the gospel and go pick up the, uh, a loaf of bread at the same time. In other words, we need to always be ready. We need to always be ready to give a reason, the Bible says, for the hope that, 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 that relies in us. We always should be ready. Um, in other words, you should have a testimony. You, you should have a testimony of how God, you know, if it wasn't for God, you probably would be six foot under. We, we need to have a testimony and, and we, need a, we need to practice our testimony by, by talking to people. And you'll find that people are very easy to talk to. Amen. And so, so we, need a, we need to get a revelation of that, 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 that we, are, we need to use our lives to, to propel people closer to God. Amen. Uh, let's look at this. This is uh, Mark 16, 15 and 20. And Jesus is talking to his disciples and and we're his disciples. Say, I'm God's disciple. And he says to, uh, and he says to his disciples right before he takes off, it's called the Great Commission. He says and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. Now, I wanted to stop here for a second. I and I kind of made this bold just to bring a point to this. I love this. It says he who believes and is baptized will be saved. In other words, the believing falls on the hearer. Amen. So 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 in other words, God's not just picking and choosing who he wants to be saved and who he doesn't want to be saved. No, 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 no. The believing he who believes he who accepts the message, he who accepts the message that Jesus paid the price that we could we could have the grace of God, have the heaven of God, not just when we get to heaven, but we can have heaven days of heaven on earth down here. Say, I believe that. See, see, we can actually have days of heaven down here on earth. Amen. Do you believe that today? And we don't have to wait. You know, like I like 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 Christina said, I love that big house. We passed by. We were at a big house and it was beautiful. It looked like a mansion. And she said, uh, Daddy, I would love to have one of those. I said, when we get to heaven, we'll have one. Right. But but you know what? You don't even have to wait to heaven. God can bless you down here. You can have a mansion down here. Didn't Jesus say this? I know I'm digressing a little bit. Then Jesus says, if you give everything to the kingdom of God and you lay it all down, he said, he said, I believe it was in, in, in Luke. He said, you will have houses. You will have blessings. He actually says houses to live in. And, 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 and he's and, and it, with an S. So it's OK to own more than one house. Pastor, you're getting a little, you know, I mean, you're getting a little out there. No, no, no. If we use it for the glory of God. Amen. 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 If I if I had a house like in a cabin in the mountains on the ski resort and I owned that, I could invite you guys out. I could have you guys go out. I could bless you guys with it. Boy, it's quiet in here. <laughs> in other words, if we're using our stuff as a blessing for the kingdom of God. God's not against us having things. He wants us. He doesn't want things having us. In other words, we should be able to let let go of things and, and, and not think, you know, that, you know, it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. We don't mean, you know, no, you know, no. What we have belongs to God. And what God has belongs to us. So whatever we have, we should always be ready to give it up. Okay, man, that's that's going over big. Amen. And so we have to continue. <laughs> Where am I? You guys are excited today. We got to continue to be a witness for Christ. So he says he who believes and is baptized will be saved. So so the hearer believes 
and, and, and they, they receive the messenger and they were saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Now, uh, I don't know how many demons you guys cast out lately. <laughs> Amen. You may, have, you may have cast one out of your spouse just last week. But no, I'm not. I'm kidding. But, uh, but, but we have the power, in other words, to take authority over uh, the demonic spirits that will try to oppress us. We have power to take over, to, to, to command demonic spirits that are oppressing other people. We can pray for people. And, 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 and sometimes there's wrong spirits working on people. But we have the power to, to, to set the captives free. Do you believe that today? And so it's funny. It says that one of the first things, a sign of a believer, is that we will cast out devils. Amen? And, and, and these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. That's talking about our, our spiritual language. And, and so we all, you know, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you should have a, a spiritual language that you receive from the Lord. And that language is primary in your devotional time with God in your prayer time. You can and in your worship time with the Lord, that's that's a prayer language that you can build yourself up. But then there is another uh, tongue which is used in assembly where God uses you to speak out a a tongue and somebody can interpret. And that's called prophecy. And that's to build up the body of Christ. Amen. And and so but 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 here we should speak with new tongues means that we should uh, in our time of devotion, pray out those mysteries that God wants us to pray out. Amen. In other words, you can pray out the calling of God in your life. In other words, instead of pay the price, pray the price. Have you ever heard of that? And so, so you just pray it out, you know. And, and then, then it says um, here that um, uh, you can take up serpents. If you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. And, um, uh, and, you, and you know, I, I believe that was mainly for Paul because Paul in the book of Acts, there was a snake that bit him, right? He just pu- he picked up that snake, right? And he threw it in the fire, right? So if you're in the woods and a snake bites you, pick him up and <laughs> throw him away and keep going. Amen? And, uh, and, and believe God. Say, in Jesus' name. Amen? Um, and, 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 and put your faith and trust in God. Amen? And then he says, then he says here, the last thing is that you shall lay hands on the sick and that they shall recover. So we're all called to pray for the sick. Amen. We're all called to do that. It's not just pastors. And even as, as parents, and uh, you're, you're called to pray for your children. Lay hands on them. You're, you're anointed. Amen. And, uh, and so, you, so, so and we're called to pray for people out there. And I'm going to say this, that if you talk to people, normally people will tell you what they're excited about. when you're, I'm talking about strangers. Or, or, or what they don't like. Or what they're, a lot of times people say, man, I'm hurting. Or you know, people will give away their pain. And that's an opportunity for you to say, can I pray for you? Amen. And you pray for them and God heals them and God gets all the glory. Amen. So, so, so we need to look for, you know, ways to bless people. Amen. So we're called to set the captives free from demonic oppression for praying for, for their deliverance. I like what it says in Acts 10.38. And I use this scripture a lot. And this is talking about Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So it's interesting that 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 Peter speaking to Cornelius and the family, he, he got a revelation that those that were sick were being really oppressed by the devil. So sickness and oppression are connected and, and, and the devil is somewhere involved in sickness. Amen. And so and so it says here that 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 Jesus and I'm going to say this, you're anointed with the Holy Spirit and you're anointed with power and you can lay hands on a sick and they shall recover. Amen. I, I know that uh, Virginia is a nurse and, and I, I hear that she, she prays for some of her patients and uh, and um, she's constantly she, she's adding the supernatural with the natural. Amen. And she's believing God that God's going to move supernaturally. Amen. And, and, and I believe that her patients are getting better. Amen. Coming out of death door, coming into life. Glory to God. In other words, you add your faith to whatever ever occupation you're in. Amen. Amen. And that's the way you can really reveal the glory of God 
in the end days. In other words, we're, we're here to reveal the glory of God. Amen? So we're, we're here to, to pray for people's healing. I like Acts 3.18. Here's a good example of this. Uh, Peter and John, Acts chapter 3, 1 through 8. Now, Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, uh, whom they laid daily at the gates of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on uh, him with, uh, with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up. Immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. So we see here that it's not always, you don't always have to give somebody a cash handout to be a blessing. You see right here, Peter said, silver and gold, I have none. But what I do have, I give unto to thee, rise and walk in the name of Jesus. What did he have? He had the name of Jesus. And you see, if you have the name of Jesus, you have the most powerful weapon in the universe. Uh, against the enemy, if I can say it's a weapon. You have the most powerful arsenal in the universe against the enemy, the name of Jesus. And so you can use that name even when uh, uh, you're about ready to get in an accident, call out the name of Jesus. You know, I've done that. Call out the name of Jesus. Angels beckon at the name. We got to be calling the name of Jesus out more. And what Peter said, Peter said when he got into the, to the church, he said, don't, and, and the people were marveled, they marveled at, at, at this guy leaping and jumping and praising God that was, that was there at the temple for all these years, right? And, uh, you know, really, that's the way, you know, and I'm going to get into it this morning. That's the way, if we're going to be an attractive witness for God, we need to be leaping more, jumping more, dancing more. In other words, people need to see the joy of the Lord on us. Amen. We become attractable. But when we're all we're all grumbling and, uh, you know, down and depressed and talking about how bad it is, it, it, it doesn't attract people. I mean, a positive attitude attracts. Amen. And so we want to be attractable to people. Amen. And, and so we want to leap, jump. But Peter said this, don't marvel because of, uh, of, uh, of that. He, he said that, that Peter was saying it wasn't because of our piety or our holiness that caused this man to be healed. It's because of the name of Jesus. He, he directed it straight back to the name of Jesus. And so Jesus, the name of Jesus is the most powerful weapon in our arsenal. In other words, we use the name of Jesus like a surgeon. And we speak the name of Jesus in any situation. That's why if you're about ready, if you're about, if a car about ready to come, Jesus, glory to God, call on the name of Jesus. And the Bible says when you call upon the name of Jesus, uh, you shall be saved. That, that, That word saved also means delivered. Do you believe that today? Amen. So, so, so we, we, we are called to, to be a witness for the Lord. And we're called to minister the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and I, I, I like that. You know, it says in Romans 10, 14 and 15, it says, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And then, you, then you, we all stop there and say, oh, that's... That's for the pastor. It's talking about the preacher, right? That, oh, that's for the apostle or that's for the evangelist. No, 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 no. You, you guys are preachers. In other words, what is a preacher? You are a proclaimer. You're proclaiming something. We proclaim something every day when we get up, when we walk around, when we talk. We're always proclaiming something. You're either proclaiming the greatness of God in your life and how big God is in your life and how great God is in your, in your life and, and, and that God is bringing you out of things and bringing you into the greatness of his glory and his love. Or you're, or you're proclaiming the bigness and the greatness of the devil, uh, of the world's problems. You're proclaiming something. Amen. Say, I'm going to proclaim good. Amen. So we're all preachers. And he says here, um, 
how shall they preach unless they are sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace and bring gl- uh, gl- glad tidings and uh, who bring glad tidings and good things. So, 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 uh, what, what, what Paul is saying, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he's saying those that are preaching the gospel of the good tidings of the Lord, the grace of God, Amen. They have pretty feet. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You, I mean, we, in other words, uh, 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 you know, you when you go out and you, and you're and you're focused on being a witness for Christ, you're going to act a little nicer. Amen. You're going to be you're going to be more of a person that that that's going to uh, reflect the qualities of God. Amen. So, so we need to start uh, reaching out to people. Amen. And, uh, and, and, and there's so many ways of doing that. Amen. Uh, and, and there's three key ways that's going to help us do that. But, 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 but I'm going to say this one key is a lot of times fear keeps us from reaching out to help people. And one key I want, want to focus on is that even Paul knew that he needed this. Paul, being as, as a strong uh, minister as he was, and he wrote really great letters, even though he was in front of people, he got a little nervous. A lot of people don't know that. Paul got a little nervous when he was in front of people, but, but he wrote these bold letters, and they said, your letters don't match up to your personality, right? And because Paul even said, in trembling and fear, I come to you. So, so Paul was a little nervous. It's okay to be nervous when you're witnessing to people. Paul was, but you know what Paul said? He, he said, he said uh, uh, in, in, the, in Ephesians, he said, pray that God will give me boldness. So, so what a lot of times we lack in being a witness is that boldness that, that God wants to give us. And so we need to ask God, just give us boldness and you'll be surprised. When you start asking God for boldness, you start stepping out and doing things and not even realizing it. You'll start praying for people, witnessing to people. Your life becomes, you know, a a, a tapestry of love for the kingdom of God. It's amazing. My my mom would pray uh, for boldness and she'd be out there just witnessing, passing out cards. Do you have a church home? You know, and uh, and I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing because people, what they need today is love. People need to know that that God loves them and that you're an ambassador of God and that you love them. And, and a lot of times it's an in, it's an inconvenience to help people. A lot of times it's taken away from your time. It's taken away from your schedule. It's an in, but you need to factor your day in with inconvenience. I was talking to one of the brothers here uh, at church uh, Friday night. I was talking to him and I, and I said, so what you doing this weekend? He said, I'm, I'm working. I said, you're working. Well, uh, oh, you're working t- on Saturday? He says, yeah. But then he said, it's pro bono work. I said, what does that mean? He said, well, I'm helping somebody, but I'm not getting paid for it. And I said, well, great, man. I'm going to pray that God's blessings is going to open the windows and, and pour out, you know, over you. Because God, God is touched when we're willing to go out of our way to bless somebody. We're willing to do something out of the goodness of heart to bring God into their life. I was mowing the grass the other day and um, and, and I, I just kept feeling led. The lady's grass, she's a single lady that lives right next to me. And I just felt led to cut her grass. She wasn't home. And, uh, you know, and I went ahead and cut her grass. Um, and it wasn't a big yard. It was, you know, I could, did it in 15 minutes. And I just, I'm going to cut the grass. And one of the people that walks, you know, the walkers, anybody ever have walkers in your neighborhood? Yes. You, you know the walkers, right? It's, it's, they, they're constantly out there walking, right? You know the walkers. And, and so we have like three different one, ones with a dog, you know, always walking the, uh, a couple. And there's this older guy that he's always walking. He saw me cutting my neighbor's grass. And he looked at me and he's just like, and, and, and he said something like, uh, man, that's really nice, you know. And I said, well, it's, it, it's only because of him. Amen. I said, it's only because, God, because if God was in my life, I'd be much more selfish. I, I'm pretty selfish anyway, but I'd be much, <laughs> but I, I'm a lot less selfish with God in my life. Let's put it that way. I'm trying to get the selfishness out of my life. Anybody out there like that? 
trying to get the selfishness out. And, but God helps me to be not as selfish. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Why? Because we're all about us. You can say, well, no, no, no. A lot of times we are. We're all about us. You know, and, uh, and so we got to get out of that me attitude if we're going to be a blessing in the kingdom of God. So, so let me just say this. Um, there's three keys to being a fruitful witness in Christ. And, um, and the first key, uh, and these are very simple keys, is that we got to learn to walk in love. Amen. You know, I keep praying. And I say, God, I want to walk in peace and joy. And, and I keep uh, and I want to walk in this and, and peace and joy, the fullness of your peace and joy. But uh, I'm not really walking in like I want to. And, and finally, the Lord revealed to me, you can't walk in peace and joy unless you walk in love first. Oh, what? And, uh, and what? Oh, you mean love is connected to peace and joy? No, no, you can't be a real grouch and have, and, and have peace and joy. You can't be. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying? In other words, we need a major on the love. You know, I, 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 want, I want to skip the love and just have peace and joy. But you can't skip the love. You, you got to have love. And, 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 and you know, First uh, Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. I'm not going to read you that whole. I could, I could read you what love is, right? But I'm just going to ask you just to focus on, on two things about love. Love is patient and kind. Stop. That's it. That's all you need to focus on. That's the part of love. You don't need to read the whole chapter of love. It's good to read it. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, read in the Amplified. But um, it's good to meditate on it. It will help you to walk in love. But, but, but if you could just focus on love is patient and love is kind, you, you will get through this life pretty good. Amen? In other words, being patient because a lot of us lack patience. Because we don't have, we don't put any, any uh, extra time in our day to do things. And I'm talking to anybody today. Amen. And so we need to put that extra time for inconveniences. But we, 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 we run our day so tight, we don't put that extra time for inconveniences. So when an inconvenience comes, dog! Dog! My favorite TV show is on. They want me to go over there and dog! Do you know what I'm talking about? We get upset because our day is messed up. I'm telling you, if you're going to walk with God and be a witness, every day is going to be messed up. <laughs> I mean, your day is not going to go smooth as silk. You got you to, you know, add some, here's a word for you, margin. Add a lot of margin to your day, and, and, and it's going to help you to, to help other people. Amen? And so love is patient and kind. Say love is patient. Love is kind. Number two, uh, I'm giving you a couple of scriptures that help you with your love walk. And this is really for me this morning. Uh, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So if you're going to walk in love, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. In other, in other words, we don't want to be overcome by the evil that's in this world. Uh, tick for tat. No, no. We want to overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. We don't take our own revenge. We leave room for the wrath of God. We let God work, uh, fight our battles for us. Amen. Number, number three. Here's another good one. Uh, it says here in James 1.19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. Uh, New Living Translation. You must all be quick. Quick to uh, hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Okay, so what he's saying here, we need to be, and I'm talking to myself this morning, uh, because I, I'm a type, kind of like a type A personality. I like things done perfect. I, I don't like to leave margin of mistakes. I, I hate making mistakes myself. Amen. And sometimes the people that sometimes you're harder on other people that are hard on themselves tend to be hard on other people. Can I say it again? If you're hard on yourself when you mess up, you tend if you're a perfectionist of yourself, then you're going to be hard on somebody else. So what I'm going to say this morning is give yourself a little slack and give some others a little slack. Amen. 
not, don't, not, not, not the idea, well, give them enough slack, enough rope, they'll hang themselves. Not, not that idea. Don't, don't get that idea, amen? So, so we got, amen. Uh, so we got to maintain, we got to maintain our love walk towards God and people. How are we going to do this? Um, we got to keep an attitude of thanksgiving. Give thanks always, Ephesians 5.20. Give thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. we got to maintain a thankful attitude, no matter what it looks like. Amen. Uh, the will of God in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it's not for everything, it's in everything. Why? Because God's going to help you. God's going to work it out. Amen. And, 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 so, and so we just need to give thanks because, because God has your back no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what people are doing to you, no matter what valley you may seem to be in, God has you in the palm of his hands. God is watching over you. He knows every hair on, on your head and every hair that's not on your head. Amen. He, 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 he knows. God knows. Amen. He knows our thoughts before we even think them. He knows our wants before we even pray them. Amen. He knows. Amen. He knows. Amen. And so we, we need to continue to give thanks. Number two. Um, so number one, we need a, if we're going to be a great witness for God, we've got to walk in love. Number two, we need to maintain our peace level. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, walk in peace. Yeah. Amen. So, so we don't need to be getting upset in what we can't control. Amen. You can't control everything. You can't control what your spouse is going to do at times. You can't control what your kids are going to do at times. But you can control your attitude. Not me, Pastor. I cannot control my attitude. You can control your attitude. Amen. No, Pastor, you just don't know. I'm Irish. Irish. You know, we're in a fighting Irish. I wear a kilt at night. You know, I'm Irish. That's why the Irish have to learn to fight. Because when they wear their skirts... You're definitely going to get in a fight. <laughs> so they got to learn to fight, you know, because they're wearing a skirt. I guess it's a kilt. It's not a skirt. But anyway, in America, it's a skirt. In, in Ireland, it's a kilt, right? And, um, <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so you got to be very careful. I'm a fighter. I don't let anybody take anything from me. Jesus said, if somebody takes something from you, give them, you know, give them, give, you know if he takes your shirt, give them your coat. What? What do you mean by that? Well, you know, I, I heard this story about this lady that this, this guy came in to rob her. She was an elderly lady. And he came in at gunpoint and he said, I'm going to take all your stuff. And she, and, she, and she said, oh, you're here to rob me. And she said, yeah, but she was a Christian walking in the love of God. She said, well, bef- well, you can't rob me. I'll give you whatever you want. And of course he said, what? No, no, whatever you want, you can have. But before you take everything, because, because, I, because you can't rob me, I'm just going to give it to you. You might as well have breakfast. Let me make you some breakfast. And you know, before the end of that morning, that guy was saved. Why? Because love never fails. Think about that. In other words, she, 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 didn't, she didn't react to what this guy was doing. She responded in love. Amen. And she deactivated the, the anger and the fear that was in this man and gave him love. He probably thought, pretty, you know, why she was ministering to him. She, you know, she, he, love never fails. And, and he probably saw her as his mother before the, before the end of, the, of that morning. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? In other words, you know, people are going to try to hurt you. People are, you know, people, and they're going to hurt you because they're already hurt already. They, hurting people hurt other people. And you, you, that's why I pray, God, give me an understanding heart. So, so I, don't have, I don't react to people. I respond to people in love. You know, I was, uh, I'm selling, I sell weights part-time, you know. Uh, you know, I buy weights and I resell them on Craigslist. Just kind of a part-time, it's more of a hobby. It's kind of fun. I like to sell things. And, and so I buy these blocks and sometimes, you know, I, I sell these blocks and sometimes people think I sell them for too high of a price. 
They, you know, one person, and they like to, they like to let me know, you're gouging everybody, you know. And, and, they, and they, they, they like to tell me that I'm, I'm like almost a crook, you know. And then, then I would like respond to them in love, right. You know, you know no, I, I checked with eBay. This is a good price if you're going to buy it through eBay. But I did that with one person. I, I said, no, I, I've checked the market value and it's a good value for these blocks. These are power blocks. And, um, and so I, I just wanted to know, this guy was, was trying to get me a little angry. So I said, and I, I responded in love. And then I just said, who is this guy? So I was able to go to his Facebook marketplace, go to his website to see who this guy was. And this guy is in the military. He, 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 apparently he's a pilot. And, and, and it has like, when you go to uh, the, the Facebook, it looks like he, uh, he looks like a cockpit. It moves. I said, man, it's really cool. So I, 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 I went back in there and said, you know, you got a really cool Facebook. And I want to thank you for serving in the military. And, and then he, said, he came back and said, oh, thank you. And, and you know, and I, oh, I turned almost an adversary that thought I was a gouger into a friend. And I thought about maybe I should just give those weights to him for just this, the price what I paid for him. I, I was really thinking about it, but the love did not win out there. My... <laughs> <laughs> it did. The thought came to me. Give those weights over three fifty. I'm like, no, I can make a profit, so I can help pay for my kids' college education. You know, and, and plus I'll get part of it back to the church as a tithe and an offering. Amen. We always sound so pious, don't we? <laughs> Amen. But the thought is, give it to them for three fifty. I don't know. You, I, I get behind me, Satan. But anyway. You know, you know what I'm talking about. We always think it's the devil trying to get us to give away something. My, my, one time the Lord had me sell my car. And, and, and I'm always, you know, looking at profit margin and what the market value would be of it. Because I want to be a good steward. Right, right. Everybody wants to be a good steward. The Bible says be a good steward. Jesus says, put your money in the bank and get interest, right? So, so I, I'm all about good stewardship. But sometimes God throws good stewardship out, out of the window when he wants you, wants you to be a blessing to somebody else. Sometimes you've got to throw good stewardship out. I remember the Lord had me sell my, I had a convertible uh, Mazda Miata, and I was selling that. And, um, and uh, it was an older car, and I was planning on buying a new car. And, and the Lord said, I want you to sell it for under market value. I said, What? That doesn't make sense, God. You're all, I mean, I mean, Jesus, you're Jewish. You know how to handle money. Right? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I, and I said, no, that doesn't sound right. That can't be God. And, right? and so I went ahead and put it under market value. I, I, oh, my gosh, the market, the, the business side of me was cringing. And, and, and a, but I said, I'm going to buy your car. I said, I'm sure you do. It's under market value. And, and I was trying to, you don't really, do you really want this car? And I was downgrading it. I said, see, this issue and this little bit has this kind of this little issue. I want to buy it. I said, what do you do? He says, I'm a worship leader in a church. Oh, okay, God, you had, oh, I see what you're doing. You, 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 I see what you're doing, Lord. I'm helping somebody. I'm helping a brother. And I'm a, he was a Christian worship leader. You know what I'm saying? Under market value. But then God got me a car that was better and nicer at a good deal. And, 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 and it all worked out. But sometimes you got to take the hit to bless somebody. What do I mean by that? Sometimes you got to suffer. Are we, are, so we got to maintain our peace level. How do we do that? I'm trying to close this down. We need to learn to cast. In other words, don't sweat the small stuff. In other words, there's going to be a lot of small stuff that's going to get you agitated. Just let it go. Don't sweat the small stuff. Amen. Just, just don't sweat it. Amen. Uh, in other words, cast all of your cares on the Lord. It says in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, casting all the care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, all your cares effectively and cares. And, uh, uh, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. So just, just, just don't worry. Be happy. And you say, well, that's good. Well, well how do you do, live like that? Well, you live like that by trusting God. 
What, Pastor, what do you mean? It means that, you, that, that when you're carefree, that's saying that you're trusting God, that he's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of the situation. He's going to take care of whatever's happening to you. He's going to take care of your kids. In, in other words, trust God. Lean not on your own understanding. In other words, see, see, see to, to walk in peace, you're going to have to cast your cares and trust the Lord. Amen. And then, number three, to walk in the joy, to keep your joy level, amen, uh, you, you're going you're gonna to have to understand this, that God, that, that you may be dealing with a problem, whatever the enemy means for evil, God's going to eventually turn for good in your life. You've got to understand this, that, 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 you know, that it's not over yet. And whatever you're dealing with, or whatever circumstances, it's subject to change. And you've got to get a revelation of that, that, that God has good plans for your life, as it says in Jeremiah 29. You've got to get a revelation because the devil's going to try to say, he's going to try to steal your joy by making you think that your future is, not, is bleak. That your future is not, you're not going to make it. That you're going to end up, you know, uh, not, not getting where you need to get to. Amen. But no, 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 no. You need need to understand that God has a good future for you. God causes all things to work out for good to those that love God and called according to his purposes. God uh, is working out all things. Look at your neighbor and say, God is working it out. Amen. Whatever is happening in your life, that's how you're going to maintain your joy and start praising and worshiping the Lord, thanking him. And I'm telling you, if you complain, you will remain. But if you praise, you'll be raised. And you, as you worship the Lord, as you praise him, thanking him, no, you know, you may have gotten a hit. Maybe the enemy may have done something, but you're coming out of it in Jesus name. Maybe the enemy tried to take somebody out that you love in your family. But he can't do it because you're walking in faith. You're walking in love. You're not going to let anxiety or fear or anger or resentment be a part of your life. No, you're going to walk in the love of God. You're going to walk in the peace of God. You're going to walk in the joy of God. And I'm telling you, you're going to be an attractable person that's going to draw people to you. And they're going to ask you what you have. And you're going to say to them, I have Jesus. I have Jesus joy. Jesus on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And when you start walking and walking in love and walking in that peace and walking in that joy level, I'm telling you, you're going to be a witness going somewhere to heaven. Did you receive it this morning? Praise God. God is so awesome. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you. Father, for these precious people here this morning, those that are watching online. And, and Father, you are knocking on the door of many people's hearts today because you have a desire to love people and walk with them. And, and Father, there are people out there that are afraid to let go of their life and give it to you. And, and, and Father, I ask that you give these people that are watching online or perhaps maybe there's somebody new here in the audience today that has that fear of letting go and letting God, that you'd give them the courage to, to just receive Christ in fullness today. And so, so if you're at the point of your life where you know that you're ready to make that move, that you're, you're done with how things are happening in your life, things aren't working the way you thought, you're not walking in that love, peace, or joy, then you just need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Say this and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.